0: Good morning, good afternoon, or good something in between. Welcome to today's episode of The Cat Season 4, Ronalds Day. I'm Springer. And I'm Jen. Our music comes from audionautics.com. Aw, oh, lovey. Are you sure you're not disappointed? Oh, sweetie, disappointed? How could I ever be disappointed? You've brought me here to Venus. The home? Well, you know, it's named after the goddess of love. Oh, anybody could go to the Caribbean or to Hawaii. But you brought me here to the... to Venus. I'm just so... Amazed at your thoughtfulness. Ah, it was nothing. Torbid and Gwen, the two iguanas in love, were walking down the main street of Venus between the acid ponds and pools and the burning miners in their rags, smiling at each other, seemingly not noticing anything except for themselves. Oh, lovey, I just think you're wonderful. Ah, sweetie, you're the best. I- and I'm sorry that I forgot the picnic. You know, I meant to bring the picnic basket with us. Ah, that's okay, honey. I think that we'll find something eventually, you know. Things just work out for the best sometimes. Oh, look, look at that man. Well, what is he wearing? They looked at a miner. Wearing bizarre rags, most of them on top of his head. He was obviously drunk, and as they watched, he stumbled into an acid spring. Oh, this is just amazing, isn't it? It's like being at a carnival. Wow oh, honey, you always make the best of everything. Well, there's nothing to make the best of. It is the best, being here on Venus with you. Ah. Oh said Torbid. The iguanas continued on, looking left and right at the wonders of Venus. Oh, look, honey, look, it's a geyser just like it I've heard about from Yellowstone. Who needs to go to those national parks when we can be here at Venus watching a beautiful green vial... Well, it is fragrant, isn't it? Yeah, let's go this other way, said Torbid. After a little while, they were entering a different part of the planet, a part where there was a tent city. Oh, look, we're coming to a tent city, said Gwen. I've read about these before, why, well, I, I bet we could find something to eat here. Between two buildings they walked, one was tall and plasticine and egg-shaped. Proudly on its front, it said, the exit. The other was an ancient deteriorating canvas tent. If one had looked close enough, there was a small rusting plaque by the entrance that said, McRonald's Foreign Mission 58293, but Torbid and Gwen did not see that. Well, honey, we could go to the exit. Oh, come on, lovey. Let's go somewhere with a little more local flavor. Gwenny turned in towards the McRonalds. This place looks like, well, it looks so authentic. Do you know what I mean? Like, really authentic. Well, uh, all righty. Whatever makes you happy, honey. Let's go. And the two iguanas walked through the door of McRonald's. What met their eyes was truly startling. A large creature wearing a strange rubbery costume of a pinstriped suit and a bizarre mask was stumbling around crashing into the walls of the building underneath a small TV that was strangely playing commercials for the restaurant across the street the exit Why oh, are you sure you're good with this place honey oh yeah no this is great Whoa, what do you think that guy's doing I think they have a cabaret going on come on let's get some good seats well looks like there isn't anybody else in here so I guess we can sit wherever we want Torbid led Gwen over to a small table where the two of them sat, watching the lurching creature. The lurching creature's suit tore open, revealing its longish black fur underneath. It stumbled around. Um. It said, trying to stand up, right? Oh, would you like anything to eat, like a burger? I'm Ro- I'm Ronald Reagan, and I work at McRonald's. I have a Reagan here. To... Ah. ah, I never would have guessed, said Gwenny. I thought he was a belly dancer. Well, okay. Well, we've been to Ronald Reagan's before, haven't we? To, to, uh, McRonald's? Ah, sure we have, honey. We've been to lots of McRonald's all over the galaxy. Well... I don't remember what I want to order. Can you just order for me, Lavi? Oh, okay. Uh, we want a couple of deep-fried um, uh d- Do you have any bubblegum? No. Said the large black creature with the odd mask. Psst, hey, you Psst, rascal. I mean, I don't make a a voice hissed out of the kitchen, Come back, come back, come over here, over here! The strange black creature ran into the back room and came out holding a large pile of deep-fried something or another. It quickly shoved it up its sleeve before Torbin Gwen could notice it much and pulled out its ray gun. Okay, watch the ray gun, said Whoa. the creature. said Gwenny, watching the ray gun with complete attention. The creature whirled it around faster and faster, and suddenly all of the food slipped out of its sleeve and crashed to the floor, where the creature slipped over it, smashed into a wall, and its mask tore to pieces. Oh, I told you this was a cabaret, said Gwenny, clapping her hands together. Or pause, as the case may be for an iguana. "'Well, uh, I don't know about that,' said Torbid, who was a little more skeptical than Gwen. But the two of them waited patiently, sure that something would come along eventually. And meanwhile, the strange black creature pulled itself up out of the wall and stumbled back towards Torbid and Gwen. "'I'm sorry,' it said, picking up the burgers and shoving him toward the- "'I'm not really Ronald Reagan. I'm just rascal.'" "'Hey, wait a minute,' said Torbid. I recognize that. Name? Hey, take off that weird hat you've got on. Rascal pulled off the rest of his mask. Oh, yeah. Hey, didn't you catch a ride with me in my oven once? No, I didn't, but oh, you're the iguana, you're the iguana from the vending machine on the weird Starship Dreadnought thing that was nine miles long, and we were in the vending machine, then you ran away in the oven and left me with the robot to play the saxophone who took me to a st- base station where I had McRonald for the first time, and then I went to Neptune. An and then I met the Supreme Leader again, and I kinda was a Supreme Leader for a short while, and then I was back on Earth and it was and- Yeah, that's what I thought. Honey, I want you to meet Rascal. He's an old acquaintance of mine. And, uh, yeah, he's a cat. Well I'm delighted to make your acquaintance, said Gwenny. I've, I've, I'd have I've, like to say I'd heard a lot about you, but, well, I, I'm not sure that I have, but sometimes I forget. It's all right. I, it's super nice to meet you now. Okay, said Rascal. So how about getting us some food? Come on, I bet it's even on the house, right? Because... We're old friends, right? Um, I'd have to ask Triclops about that. I'm not sure I'm allowed to serve things up on top of the house, but we can try. Yeah. Okay, then. Rascal ran back into the kitchen, where he was met by Triclops, who was standing with his arms akimbo, staring at him. What have you done now? And uh, Why aren't you wearing your costume? My costume fell out because I was too full of eggs from the eggs, and then I met some iguanas that I'd known before, at least I'd known one of them, because he lived in a vending machine in the starship dreadnought which crashed into the ground because it was nine miles long and it was full of paper and CHILL out! Oh, you are the most uptight cat! Alright, so what do they want? Um, one of them said that they wanted like deep fried bubble gum, and then the other didn't say. Uh, you were talking about the roof. They want it up on the roof. They said they wanted it on the house. Huh, said Triclops, who'd never heard that expression before. It was a uniquely Earth expression. And even though the iguanas may, hadn't been from Earth to begin with, they did use some Earth lingo now and then. Well, I guess uh, we can give it to them up there if we want to. I've got some chewing gum. Let, let me just get it. Triclops spun around and immediately crashed into a large green oven that said Gwen Air on the front of it. What's this doing in my kitchen, man? What's this doing in my kitchen? Triclops opened up the door to find it chock full of bubblegum and mellow yellow. Ah, this is weird. I don't even know where this came from. Okay, well, we'll give him some... He took two large chunks of bubblegum and threw them into the deep fat fryer after putting some batter on them. They sizzled about, and eventually he pulled them out and handed them to Rascal. Here, take this up on the roof, see if those, those lizards want to eat up there. Okay, said Rascal. Rascal walked outside, readied an old wooden ladder, and climbed up on top of the roof, where he placed the bubblegum carefully in one of a few spots that didn't have acid holes in it. Rascal climbed back down and went into the restaurant. So, where's our food anyway, cat? said Torben. Yeah, I'm hungry. said Gwenny. I'd really like something to eat soon. It's up on top of the roof, but you have to pay to get to it first. Said Rasiel toward uh, I mean, Triclops said you did. Triclops said that you had to pay if you wanted it. And I thought it was on top of the house. I thought it was on the house. It is. It's on top of the house. Climb up the ladder outside. You'll find it on the roof. Why isn't this an interesting cultural experience? Said Gwenny. Come on, honey. Let's go. This is so much fun. The two iguanas climbed up onto the top of the house and were amazed to find... There was actually deep-fried bubblegum waiting for them. And so they began their happy picnic, while Rascal and Triclox continued slaving away, getting ready for McRonald's Day. If you enjoyed the cat's, You may also enjoy The Wrong Town. The Wrong Town by Springer Moore, co-host of The Cats and Marley McDonough, is a chapter book for seven to ten-year-olds. Kira is just trying to get one good look at the mysterious island off the shore from her cousin's apartment in Baku, Azerbaijan, when a massive wave knocks her amusement train clean off its tracks. She soon washes up on the rocky shore of the island itself and is caught up in the bizarre succession of leaders and revolutions which begins soon after her arrival on the tiny chunk of land known as the Wrong Town. In this hilarious story of unique characters, bad leaders, and one giant stuffed wolf, you will find out just what happens when you live on an island paved with duct tape and the only things to eat are Mountain Dew and potato chips. The Wrong Town is available in both paperback and ebook formats from Amazon.com.